You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Today, we're going to discuss, is there going to be a presidential debate in the United States between Joe Biden and President Donald Trump? We're also going to talk about the latest shootings that just happened in the U.S., one on a military base, one outside of it. Is this a good time for the Democrats to introduce new gun legislation? We're going to discuss that. We're going to talk a little bit about the steps that we're taking in terms of human progress. And when I say human progress, I'm talking about things in the positive manner, optical implants, cybernetics things of that nature. We're going to get into a little bit of what's coming up here in the next few days. We're going to talk about the launch from the Cape in the United States into space. And also, we're going to talk over a subject that I kind of ignored the other day, and it was a little bit my fault. So we're going to go back and we're going to revisit that because I think it's quite important. It's a, it's a significant breakthrough if there's, um, if there's a scientific basis behind it. But we're going to talk about a possible parallel universe that was discovered. So let's go ahead and get into this. How are you today, Bruce? Doing pretty good. Tired, but uh, alive. Oh, we're tired today. We're tired today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where would you like to start? Would you like to start with, um, should we start with gun control or do you want to save it? Because you know it's coming. Yeah, we can touch on it. I, I know we're, uh, we've are we we've talked about doing one on, uh, you know, talking about guns and whatnot as a, as yeah, a big well, thing. But, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're actually going to do that, yes. But again, that was another project that we were in the midst of when all this kind of hit. So, yeah. We, we just, yeah, we just haven't gotten to it yet. We're in the process. We have a list of things that we're going to cover. That's on it as well. So we're going to get to it as promised, and we're going to get everybody in on it. But at the moment, it's not a priority. We got some other things going on. We got an election coming up in 150 mm. days. I'm ready for that. And supposedly, it's 150 days. I don't know. Biden's nowhere to be found. I tell you what, let's start with that, right? Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. The polls mm-hmm. that came out this morning, and you know, I don't trust these polls, and I don't think you do either. The polls nope. that came out this morning say that Biden is 11 points up. How in the world is Joe Biden 11 points up? That's not possible. That That's not possible. I'm not giving Trump all the credit in the world here, but... What has Trump been doing? He's been proactive in this whole thing. And Biden's been hiding in his basement with a bookcase. So he he hasn't even been out. He doesn't even like I don't know if you caught the interview when they were talking about the Tara Reid thing and his documents he has in a university or whatever. He was being asked, what if we had someone go in and, and um, you know, do, a, do a, a query on your story on, on you know, your, your data stored and see if Tara Reid's name shows up at all? When you look at his reaction to that, he did not even comprehend the fact that you can do that. I mean, that's what his eyes and face and, you know, emotion, everything shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's so out of touch with the modern day. I, I don't I don't know how he's going to really. I mean, at least Trump knows how to tweet, you know, three, three in the morning on the toilet. So he's at least, you know, in technology, what, if you will. Yeah. When we played that call yesterday of Biden and at the time it was the uh, Ukrainian prime minister, um, tri- uh, prime minister Petro Poroshenko. At the time, Biden sounded pretty coherent, didn't he? Like he sounded like he, he was with yeah. it. He does not sound like that today. He he sounds no. the, the polar opposite of that. That fact, I feel sorry for the guy joking and, and jabs aside from the older generation not being as technologically uh, inclined. I'd, I'd also like to note that um, he he pressed the, the buttons on accident multiple times while he was trying to talk. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I feel bad for the guy. At the same time, it's like, dude, you're a criminal. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. that's where I'm at. Yeah. With so all I know is he shouldn't be up there running for president. And the fact that they say that he's now this is a poll that I'm looking at out of um, Quinnipiac University. Never heard of it. It says here a poll as of yesterday, May 20th, 2020. Biden holds an 11 point lead as Trump approval on coronavirus dips. Quinnipiac University national poll finds almost half say second wave of coronavirus very likely in the fall. Have you seen some of these universities? They say that they're not going to have classes until Thanksgiving, like the Thanksgiving break. They're, they're not going to have them. And 
if you want to go back on campus, you're going to have to be vaccinated. Have you seen this? Yeah, I've, I've heard rumor of that. Uh, I've heard, well, we've heard Fauci saying schools aren't going to reopen in the fall. I mean, oh, yeah, he would love or that. Or likely won't. So, yeah. Well, he's basing all that in, in that defense. He's basing all that on false numbers and stuff like what we talked about yesterday with the University of Pennsylvania coming out saying we're going to have, what, 300,000 dead by July. Well, yeah. if that's the case. Then, but at the same time, though, we're reclassifying everything. I saw a map this morning. Maybe you saw it too. Okay, so this is put out by covidtracking.com. Okay, and these are the states that are showing a more than 50% decrease in cases. Okay, this is as of two days ago. The state of Washington and the state of South Dakota are seeing 50% decreases or more. The states that are showing a 10% decline are Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, New York, and Georgia. And the rest of them either haven't moved or are increasing by at least 10 cases a day. So, uh, or 10% per day. Yeah. I, That's massively I, misleading too, doing percentages. It, it, yeah, they're doing percentages, but based on what? I mean, you're, you're basing it on what? The number of people you've tested? So, I mean, we're talking about states yeah. that, that don't even have you know efficient testing programs in, in place. And the state of Texas now is getting on board with this contact tracing nonsense. They're going to hire like 8,000 people, I heard this morning. So Is it the state of Texas or a specific It's the state of Texas. Town or whatever. It's the state, state of Texas. They don't even require that you have any kind of education, really, other than a high school diploma. That's it. And so, yeah, um, the, the pay is going to be between... 14 and $19 an hour is what they're going to start at. So if you're a person that's lost their job and you don't have any experience, well, guess what? Now you're going to get to go to work for the government. So now we have these government jobs. It's great. I mean, I've kind of mentioned it before. I'm okay with contact tracing as a concept. I'm just, I don't want the government having a list, you know, or or any of those kind of things. I I don't. And that's what it'll be used for. I don't like that. That's what it'll be used for. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we started with Biden on that crap, but he was the the poll. Basically, I'm going to circle back to this. The poll was based on the fact that Trump hasn't done a very good job for as as far as an approval rating on the virus response. What else do you want the guy to do? He's not supposed to. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Trump or someone else. I don't care if it's Obama. I don't care if it's it's Bush or Clinton, whatever. I don't care. The president of the United States is to delegate. He's not to administrate. He's not to be the be all end all. That's not what his job is. Have we drifted this far off? Like this is what everybody thinks that it should be. They think that the, the president of the United States is supposed to come in and just be a dictator over situations. We, we don't believe Do they in think that. Yeah, but do they think that or is it the media's narrative? I think it's the media's narrative. Well, I think it's a little bit of both, to be fair, because people look at it and say, oh, well, Trump needs to do something. Trump needs to do something. What do you want him to do? He's devolved power back to the states where it's supposed to be. And what was supposed to happen in the midst of all that, the governors, if they had a half a brain about themselves instead of being politicians, if they were common sense people, they would have taken that power that was delegated to them and they would have delegated it downwards to the mayors and said, do what you think is necessary for your districts and then report back to us for anything you need. And then it goes up the ladder as far as supply chain. Right. That's how it worked. Mm -hmm. And logistics. Mm -hmm. That's how it worked. You need extra help with testing and logistics. We'll get you a National Guard detachment down there. It's that simple. Right. You need to lock down the town because you're having an outbreak in cases. We'll help you out with that. That's all it should have been. But instead, you've got power mad little dictators running around and it turned into a nightmare. Now you see what they've done. But yeah, I don't think Biden is is 11 points up. I don't know where in the world they come up with this nonsense. There's no way. I'm just looking at it on the surface. There's no way. And uh, more over to the point, you can't pin this crap on Trump. You, you can't pin this on him. I don't care. Even if it was Obama. You know, I said that I said this before. Even if it was Obama, you couldn't pin this on him. No, this yeah, is I, a direct result of what happened in China. This is why we're dealing with this. So you want someone to blame. Don't blame your governor. Don't blame your mayor. Blame the Chinese Communist Party, because that's where this came from. Their incompetence. They're covering up and their lies led to this. Okay. And on top of that, you had complacent organizations like the WHO, the United Nations, the CDC, and the media. You've got them on board with it as well, carrying that agenda. They made it about politics and not about practicality. So you want someone to blame, blame them. I think that's that's the important thing here, right? It, now, I, I understand that there's enough blame that needs to be laid at the governor and the mayor's feet. I, I understand that. But we can, like I said a couple of days ago, we can sort that out. But the bigger problem here yeah. is in Beijing. Right. That's the issue, because we wouldn't be in this predicament if it wasn't for that. You don't have the pilgrimage to Mecca. okay? you don't have the pilgrimage to Mecca. 
You don't have Ramadan. You don't have Passover. You don't have Easter. Why don't you have these things? Not because of a governor, not because of a mayor, but because of the Chinese Communist Party. That's why you don't have it. Did you see that the Beijing's making a power play and they're they uh, cracking down on they're cracking down on Hong Kong? And yes, they say to, that. Uh, yeah, they're going after it Hong Kong. Uh-huh. 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 Which we kind of saw that one coming. I mean, China's they're in a real predicament right now. They're back. Not the Chinese people. Chinese people are not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the Chinese Communist Party, the ruling party there. They are in a state of self-preservation at the moment. So they're backed into a corner. Right. You've got 151 countries, I think it is, that are in the process of launching investigations into them. You got the fools in Geneva that have drugged their feet on this whole thing. They have to get sorted out right at the World Health Organization. We got to get that fixed. But, you know, we can do that collectively. But the CCP, they're backed into a corner. And so they're going to have to figure out something. They're involved now in a massive disinformation campaign against the West. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is why you're seeing all the media organizations, all the you know the newspapers, the TV channels, all of it, the politicians that are on board with it, they're all coming out and they're deflecting. They're deflecting. That's their tactic. That's what they do. So it's deflect, redirect, deny, reflect, redirect. That's what they do. And so you see they're trying to pin all this back on Trump. They're hoping that by keeping these states locked down, they're going to make the numbers so bad that it's going to make Trump so unpopular that they'll drive him from office. That's their plan here. On top of that, the CCP, now that they don't have anywhere else to go with it, you've got the countries that are pushing forward, that are pushing for an investigation. Xi Jinping comes out and says, we're going to offer you a vaccine when we find it with the world. No no charge. How, how decent. They're going to offer up $2 billion, right? $2 billion over two years, $2 billion. The U.S. alone's thrown $9 trillion at this problem, okay? What's $2 billion? That's insulting, to say the least. I mean, that's one hell of a good start if you want to get down to it. Mm-hmm. So they're looking to try and, and preserve themselves as best they can because they got a lot to lose here. And the worst part is these are not communists, okay? They're, <laughs> they're not. They're just gangsters. That, that's, all they, that's all they are. You know, they're thugs. And they're good at making money. I mean, they're not stupid, but that's just what they do. But anyway, they're in a state of self-preservation, okay? The the Chinese Communist Party. So what are they going to do? They are going to lash out in any way they can to try and take that focus off of themselves. So that will be a form of expansion. So that's what they'll do. Historically, this is what civilizations do uh, or, or societies do or empires or whatever you want to call them. They'll get to a point where they're almost on the verge of collapse and then they'll start expanding and then they'll expand out militarily. But see, that's going to look even worse on the world stage. If they think that they're going to be able to take Hong Kong, I mean, okay, if you do that, you're going to have a real mess on your hands on top of everything else. You've, you've already got the world pissed off at you. So what, you're going to go and invade Hong Kong now? You're going to grab up Hong Kong and then you're going to go and and take Taiwan after that. You know, that's their deal, which, by the way, Trump Mm -hmm. just approved an arms deal with Taiwan, by the way, in the midst of all this. That's not really talked about. So, yeah, because there's a threat there. there. There's a threat there. That's just the way it is. The Chinese Communist Party don't claim Taiwan as even a sovereign country. They claim it as a part of the Republic of China. They always have. Yep. And so Hong Kong and, and Taiwan represent true democracy in the region and, and show that it does work. And it's it's contrary to the rule of the CCP. So they have to go after it. It's their it's their instinct to, to want to take it over and have that. So that's what they're going to do. They're, they're going to try and make that play. So good luck to them. But that doesn't need to happen. That, that doesn't need to happen. That's that's a bad move uh, for the CCP, because right now in, in the midst of all this, I mean, that that's just not that's not going to make them gain any favors on the world stage. Maybe uh, maybe Hong Kong needed a Second Amendment. Well, that's what do you remember the protest, the Hong Kong protest? That's kind of what they were doing. Yeah, I think if you had a Second Amendment, you probably wouldn't have had uh, the Chinese you know, issue there in the first place, uh, as far as like the PLA coming up on the border and, and all that stuff. I mean, why do you think they built the Shenzhen Bridge? I mean, that that's what it was for. So, mm-hmm. you know, to, to eventually take it back. But of course, the Chinese Communist Party said, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what that's for. Why? Because you said it wasn't. I mean, uh, yeah, that's just, uh, yeah, come on. The Hong Kong Chinese, you know, they, they do need something. During the Hong Kong protest, they were out there asking for a Second Amendment, holding up signs. You could see it taking over the uh, the areas that they were taking over, you know, in peaceful protest, mind you. And so they were asking for it. On top of that, what were they doing? They were waving American flags. Mm-hmm. I, I know they were trying to get our attention. I, I feel bad for them because there's really not anything we can do to, to help them, really. I mean, kind of out of our hands, uh, getting involved yeah, in but, another I mean, war that could involve China and Russia and it just, you know, all the major players over there. It's just, well, here's the thing. Here's we can't the thing. really okay. feasibly do it. 
Okay, here, here's the thing, though. If it gets to that point, and I, I hope it doesn't, but if it gets to that point, we have an obligation to at least support them, do we not, in any way we can? Because here, here's the deal. This is why I say it. Here, here's the deal. If we don't, then they're going to keep the Chicoms are going to keep expanding, and eventually they're going to come for the U.S. That's what's going to happen. We're talking about a group of thugs here, a, a group of I almost want to say psychotics because that's what they are. But we're talking about a group of thugs here, an organized crime group of thugs that run the Chinese government that are just as bad as the Nazis of the Third Reich. They're just as bad. Yeah. So, I mean, if we don't deal with this this problem that's been festering that we've left over from the 20th century, then we're not going to be able to move forward. So this problem is going to have to be addressed one way or another. In the early days of the the Second World War, the United States didn't get involved. You know, we, we weren't involved until we got bombed by the Japanese, right? We were neutral. FDR came out and declared the, that the United States will stay neutral in the conflict of the Second World War because the American people didn't want to be involved in foreign conflicts. We wanted to be, I, I don't want to say isolationist, but that's just kind of what it was, for lack of a better term at the moment. But Americans wanted to focus on America. We didn't really have any problems with the rest of the world. We didn't want to be involved with the rest of the world. We lost enough of our uh, enough of our boys in the first world war because Europe, you know, almost destroyed itself the first time. So we were unique in America because we were a landmass in and of ourselves and we were divorced from the problems of mainland Europe. Same thing with the English. They were divorced from that problem. However, when you had the Nazis that were marching across and they took France in what was it, 10 days? You know, mm-hmm. when, when that happened and they marched all the way across, of course, they had you had fascism raining down in Spain. So there was there was nothing there. Uh, I mean, of course, they weren't going to go any further. You had uh, Mussolini that was down in Italy. Of course, he didn't go into Switzerland because he knew better. Belgium had fallen. Netherlands had fallen. Nordic countries were were occupied. So what did that leave? That left England. What did we do? We supplied England. We helped them. We gave them the uh, the Lend-Lease, you know, that deal. Where, where we gave them even our own pilots. We sent them there, to, you know, some of our best pilots, we sent them there so they could fly with the RAF. My point is, is that if we don't deal with this problem using the proxies such as Hong Kong and Taiwan, if it gets to that point, then if they fall, we know where they're going to go next. Mm-hmm. That's just, I'm looking at it from a historical uh, sense here because that's what we've done in the past uh, because it's a bigger threat. And moreover to the fact, look what we've done with China. Look what we've done with them. We've sold out our industry. We've sold out our... Our pharmaceuticals. Did you know? I, I told you the. Other, I told you yesterday. Did you know the United States we can't make penicillin anymore? Did you know that? Yeah, I, I didn't know that until you told me yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. If we want penicillin, yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, if we want penicillin, guess where we have to go? Guess who we have to call up? Any generic drugs, in, which they're in the process of changing this, by the way, which is good. Those drugs need to go back to their respective countries, which you notice that EU countries such as France, Germany, Italy, you know, these countries, you know, they've banned all their exports on medical supplies and pharmaceutical drugs. Did you know that in the midst of all this? As they should. Yeah, they should. They I should mean, because they want to keep them for their own populations. Yeah. See, the U.S., we can't do that. First. Yeah, exactly. But the U.S., see, we can't do that because we've We've exported everything over there. We've sold out our food, our food, our, our, our farmlands to the communist Chinese. And now we're in the process of selling out our resources, such as, well, coal mines. We've been doing that since the 90s under Bill Clinton. We sold out U.S. coal mines to the Chinese stock companies. So now the Chinese are coming in, buying up oil fields in Texas at bargain basement prices because oil's crashed out. My point is, is that we're selling out things that make us a sovereign nation. You have things that keep you sovereign things that keep you independent to be able to take care of yourself, take care of your own populations. And we've sold them out. So you become dependent on someone else. Our venture capitalists, our crony capitalists, our corrupt politicians have gone over and gotten in bed with these killers. And this is what we're dealing with now. So all this is going to have to be... That, see, that's the big thing here. That That's the big thing that, that has to be protected in all this. This is why people aren't being told any of this in the mainstream media, because they're in on it. I'm not saying that there's one giant everyone's involved conspiracy here. There's a lot of things that go into this. But the fact is, is that they all went over and got in bed with these people and they oppressed the Chinese people and used them as extorted slave labor in the midst of all this. So this is the big thing that they're trying to protect. They want the machine stripped down and they want everything to go back to normal. But the fact is, is that now that this pandemic's happened, all this has been exposed. And so and, you know, for good reason, I I hate to say sometimes it takes a crisis like this for something to be exposed like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right. Let's get off the subject. Where do you want to go? What's next? What what do we got next? Uh, Let's talk shootings. What's going on with shootings? Yeah. 
So there was a shooting, let's see here, Wednesday night. So that would have been last night as of our recording. Arizona shopping complex. There was a shooting. It looks like, I'm going to say this one was two or three people were shot. I'm skimming over the article again. But apparently this was uh, done by... The police haven't uh, said the name of the person yet. Uh, however, the the mother of the suspect has said, yeah, this is uh, her son. Uh, anyway, it's a 20-year-old. I don't know what his motives are yet, uh, but there was also a senator that was within line of sight of this incident. And that's kind of what, what leads me to believe because of the this shooting and another one that happened on a naval base, I believe, uh, naval air uh air station yeah it's up uh, in uh, corpus christi it looks like yeah he he tried to rush one of the gates and was shot dead and the only the only thing we know about that one is it was an arab male and that's it so between the two shootings i don't know i i feel like they're gonna try to jump on this again with even though we're in the middle of a pandemic they're gonna i mean i, I could e- easily see them try to go for guns again uh make plays on it i mean after all we have these governors and mayors doing all these lockdowns and then they could say well you guys don't need guns because this is a this is a health risk this is a perfect time for a uh, for a gun grab too in the midst of all this right it, it would seem that way yeah and honestly i don't know how ballsy they are because it would i, I think that would be a trigger and it, it would it would cause a lot of civil unrest <laughs> Um, Well, I don't know, because right now people are tied up with trying to figure out how they're going to uh, put food on the table. I don't think people are interested in hearing about gun legislation right now. Possible. So I don't Uh, think it'll play. I I don't think it'll play because here's another thing. And we we didn't talk about this yesterday. People are and we we can we can stick with this. But this is I just want to add this point to it. It might seem off topic, but I think it plays. It was the uh, the unemployment. Did, did we talk about the unemployment, how they're going to cut it off? I think we might have mentioned it, but okay. we didn't really talk about it now. All right. Well, we, we can get into it. We can get into it a little bit here. They're, they're talking right now. Mnuchin's talking about cutting off the unemployment, the $600 extra a week. They're talking about cutting that off. I think in the midst of all that, if people lose that 600 a week, because right now we're paying them more to stay home than what they would get if they were working. So if we're paying people more to stay home, but that goes away, then people are going to naturally want to come out and, and go about their business and, and get their job. They're not going to want to hear about gun legislation, is my point. They're not going to care. They're going to care about what mm-hmm. are they going to do to, to keep food on the table. That's all they're going to care about. So I think it's a bad time to pull that narrative. It's it's a bad time to pull the narrative for the people, you know, to like get the people on board. However, it would be a good time to sneak it through or, you know, to try to ram it through, given the, you know, poli- arguing it among the politicians, I, I possibly could see. But as far as getting the people on board, like you were saying, they're 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 too busy with this. But I, I think that busyness of trying to, you know, figure out how to make ends meet makes it easy for them to pass such a bill. I don't think we need any more gun legislation. You know, we've got too much up to this point as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't think we need any more. What more do you want to do? Honestly, what more do you want to do? Apart from, well, we know what they want to do. They want to outright ban everything. But what more? Yeah. What more do you want to do? We tried this once before. Do you remember the last one? The last thing that they tried to do? And Trump played them at their own game. He said, oh, yeah, OK. All right. I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It was after the Las Vegas thing. He said, I'm all for it. Bring me everything you've got. Bring me everything you want to do and, and we'll sit down and, and we'll go through it. Well, they put forth the, the House Democrats put forth legislation and said, this is what we want to do. And it banned everything, everything. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the- once that happened and, and it was put out there for the public to see and then Trump says, yeah, no, we're not doing that. The whole thing died. We already know what they want to do. We know what their intentions are. Why would they try and come back with it again now? Less than what is it like two years later? Doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that that's that's fair. They may actually just sit on this, and this could be something they try to push through when they, if they were to win the presidency, which they're not going to. Um, no matter what the polls say, there's still a lot of these polls come out of colleges and whatnot, and they're they're polling younger generations or doing phone call ones or, you know, online polls or whatever. So the validity of the poll is in question to begin with, but the narrative, the the, the skew that the, the universities generally have towards the left, it's, I'm sorry, you guys are not non-biased. You're biased. So the numbers that you give, I don't trust. 
So yeah, I, honestly, I don't think they're going to, I don't think it matters because in the middle of an election cycle, not going to happen. They, they would do it when they're shored up. They're not sure to win anything right now. I mean, they're, if anything, they're looking at losing. So I think by them uh, pushing any kind of legislation, they, they could, okay, as a, uh, as a political ploy, they could say, okay, well, um, you know, to make it look good to the average person out there that still believes in what they're doing, they could put it forth in the house and they could pass it in the house because we all know how, you know, the majority of the house, the house could be, could pass it. It gets to the Senate, it dies. And then, of course, they can just say, oh, well, you see, we're trying to legislate. We're trying to do the right thing, but we're being stopped by, you know, whoever, so-and-so, you know, that, that kind of thing. The Republicans. Yeah, of course, whatever. You know, they, at the end of the day, you know, I honestly, they, they're not too much. They're not too much better when it comes to gun control. But, no. you know, the fact that they capitulate is uh, is reason enough to think that they're on board with just about everything they want to do, apart from the outright bans. At least, at least to the Republicans' credit, there's still some of the older traditionalists in there that believe in that old um, that old log cabin style Republican. You know what I mean? You know, the, the mm-hmm. days of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The check pants. Yeah, yeah. That, that those days are over. Those days are over. I think it's a thing is a bad move in an election year. Anything else on guns? Yeah, just another comment on guns. Obviously, we know when they want to take them and uh, remove our guns. So they went when they enact their socialist communist uh, utopia. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Dystopia. They can't have guns because you'll have dissenters and people that will resist and you can't have that. So indeed. OK, artificial intelligence. You got something on AI you want to talk on? Um. Yeah. So. Actually, in a passing note, they uh, AI. Uh, what I had was really more for uh, some of the the technologies that they're they're creating. Like it's an artificial eye. But you mentioned AI, and there was there was something. China is playing with the idea of doing um, news anchors that are AI. I heard uh, about so that. all CGI and everything. Yeah, and I I, I've seen that. the the examples and experiments on it. And uh, the, 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 let's just say the recent uh, Star Wars movies where they had some of the actors that have uh, passed and, you know, had a CGI version of them in there. The quality of that far surpasses the the artificial intelligence. They were, you know, the CGI they were trying to use in uh, uh, their newscasting. So, yeah, it, it was not convincing, uh, let's just say. But in, in other news uh, towards the artificial eye thing, this one is actually kind of interesting in that people that have eye, you know, born with eye problems or just born blind, but have the, you know, I don't know, like a degenerative disease or something, you know, or what have you, they're able to create a electrochemical eye. And this eye has hundreds of little nanowires in there that act like, uh, well, the nanowires are light sensitive. So it acts like our, you know, retina. They're saying that this could be up to 10 times more, they could have 10 times more nanowires uh, than our uh, biological receptors currently have, you know, the photoreceptors. So in other words, it's potentially in the vicinity of, I want to say it was like 46 times more clear imagery than what the human eye can do. And, you know, it, it's even to the point to where it would be able to see like infrared light, which is night vision, what we call night vision, and you'd be able to see it at night, uh, as well as visual light, possibly even colors that we don't currently comprehend. But it's possible uh, to th- use this concept to replace the human eye. Their their current intention is to make eyes for uh, robots and whatnot to make it, I don't know, clearer, more precise as, as far as uh, robotics is concerned. So yeah, it, it's actually kind of an exciting thing. Uh, this one isn't one that I'm really concerned with they're using against us necessarily. I mean, unless they're restricting it to people like law enforcement and, and um you know, military or something, in which case I would I would have issue with that. But yeah, honestly, this is a it's an amazing thing to see this. I, I could see the good sides of this, too. I mean, I'm not really necessarily I'm not thinking of the sinister side of this at the moment. I, I'm thinking of the positive sides of this. Can you imagine if we would cure blindness? Can you imagine that? Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah, it would be, That's a monumental yeah. human achievement. If you can give yeah. eyesight to somebody. The only person I know that's ever cured the blind was, uh, I think it was Jesus Christ himself, wasn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, this would be monumental, right? This would be an achievement of, of epic proportions if we could do this. This would mark a, a major cornerstone in human civilization. So, yeah, I just wanted to point out, we are testing with the CRISPR idea, you know, and, and repairing the, uh, the eye that's currently there. However, this one is more achievable in the short term. Than the CRISPR thing. The, when you get into genetics, it's so much more complicated and 
when you mess with a gene, for example, you want to change someone's hair color. Well, then you run into the problem of when you do that, it also changes eye color. Uh, it, it can change skin color. It can change, you know, the the um, like thickness or density of hair. I mean, so there's so many things tied to one uh, strand of DNA or, you know, one integer there. Whereas these uh, going into biotics, uh, bionics, it, it's it's more achievable uh, in the in the short term. Who's the company working on this? That is a good question. It's a research. It's a research group out of Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. So, uh, okay, well, the world may not end up seeing this. Well, to be honest of with you, things going on. Yeah, the the thing is though is I mean I've made arguments before where where I've said that we've had regressives in power for the last half century. And that's true because you have the elites that are out there now, you know, these sad sacks of garbage that run things. They see this, this type of thing right here as what they call disruptive technology. Example, smartphones. Do you know that technology was patented back in the, the 1980s? It's been there. We just didn't see it for almost 30 years because they held it back. The same thing with CD-ROMs. The patent for that was in the late 50s and early 60s, but we didn't see them until the 90s. They call them disruptive technologies. They repress things. We should be a lot further than what we are. These technologies like this, this is something we should see in like maybe 2050, 2060, somewhere along in there. But mm-hmm. the fact is, is to be fair, we should already see stuff like this, right? We should already see yes. it. The fact is, is we probably won't see it until 2050, 2060, somewhere in that neighborhood. Unless, unless we deal with these people that are these regressives. They're not progressives. They are regressives when it comes to technology. This is good technology. The technology we have is phenomenal, right? I'm not an anti-tech guy. I'm not a a technophobe or one of these things. My problem is, is the people that control it and they steer which way it goes. That's the big danger with it. It's not the fact that the tech is bad. It's who controls it and how it's put out to the public. This, this is, this is fantastic. I'm a big supporter of stuff like this when I see this, because I I think of all the things that that we could fix, right? I, I think of all the good that this could do. People could see if they're blind. People wouldn't need glasses or contacts anymore, myself included. So, I mean, I see this type of thing. Macular degeneration, gone. Cataracts, gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all of it. That That's fantastic. I'm hopeful that we can get this and we can get this sooner rather than later. Yeah. Another another point to the um, things are being delayed and whatnot. Nikola Tesla talked about motion pictures, uh, a device that could play motion pictures and transmit data that would fit in your pocket. He predicted that way back in the early 1900s. And it took us that long before we actually seen nearly 100 years before we actually seen what he was talking about. Yeah. And now we're actually we're, we're moving we're moving into um, we're moving into another era where I, I think we're going to see another. I don't want to say the exact same thing, but we're going to see almost like another industrial revolution. When I say another revolution, it's it's going to be another age of expansion if we can do it right. If we can throw these pieces of trash off. Right. If we can get them to, to, to stop stomping on the society, right? If we can get rid of these people that are hindering this productivity of the human species, if we can get rid of that, then we can fix all this. We can fix this problem of regressive technologies. We can fix this problem of not being into space. We can fix this problem of uh, of not having the right medical sciences discovered in the right way. We can fix this problem of false sciences being shoveled onto us. We can fix all this, right? This is an easy fix. We got to get these people out of the way. But, and I forget where I was going to go with it now. I, I just see it as as we're on the we're on the step we're on the the verge of of another great age of expansion of, of a great industrial revolution of another kind, not of what we did in the twentieth, but we're in the new age now, right? Of, of technology. If we can get it right, I think it'll do great things. I agree. The the kind of advancements that that are I mean medical advancements, um, technological advancements. It, it's we're all right there on the cusp. I mean. It wasn't long ago that they were saying, when you look at computer chips and whatnot and the transistors, uh, the way they're designed, more or less, you have um, a transistor holds a, a uh, think of it like a, a one or a zero, a positive or negative charge, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's essentially just a light switch and it, it can be flipped on or off. And they were saying originally, I don't know, geez, this was like five years ago, they were saying... Well, these these transistors can only be 21 atoms across, right? That's the smallest we can ever make them. It's a physical limitation. Now they've said, no, actually, we can make them much smaller than that. 
um, originally there was a problem with um, the the atoms tunneling around and, and you know quantum physics and you know that fun. Anyway, apparently they figured it out, and now they can be even smaller than twenty one atoms. Meaning you can have transistors that are far smaller, and you could make these kind of things like these artificial eyes and have you know a, a pretty good amount of processing power in them if it was needed. Though typically, as the example for the artificial eye, you don't really need any kind of processing power other than hooking up to the nervous system to the brain and the brain will interpret the, the data that's coming in and you know you, you don't have to do any extra steps really there um you probably will have to do something for powering it i, I actually don't know how i was gonna ask how are these things you supposed to do wireless charging on these things now when you sleep or how does that work uh, so i don't know the light recepting um nanomaterials I don't know if they like generate an electrical pulse or something or, or something to that effect when light hits it. I don't know the full details on that. If that's the case and that's what they're doing, then theoretically all you would have to do is hook it up to the nervous system and it would power itself and just you know make sure the muscles and everything are attached properly to the eye. And your eye would function normally without any extra you know powering or any of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, I don't know. That, that'll, that'll take a little bit more research the paper is actually locked behind a paywall or i would have kind we of do it, actually it a little bit. Uh, i know somebody that might have access to that we do have a lot of electrochemical energy going on here don't we so i mean we do know, yeah the the human body produces a lot of energy that's why we sleep because we have to recharge it the thing is is i could see the first step in this and the first step was the uh, the heads up technology, right? The the kind that you saw in the, your the kind you could see in some cars, you know, that project up onto the mm-hmm. uh, onto the windscreen there. The heads up technology that was patented five years ago by Samsung, okay, at the U.S. Patent Office. They patented that technology in contact lenses, so we know some type of optical implants are coming. We know that it's coming. We yeah. reviewed optical implants in contact lenses of some kind in one of our earlier podcasts, didn't we? But it was very early prototypes, very early things. That technology, I mean, I could see that as a step in the midst of all this, as a step, because that's coming. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I do know that it's coming. Like I said, it's probably not going to be here by Christmas this year, but <laughs> it will be here. We, we will see that technology. It's coming. I think it's great if it's used correctly. I think if it's used correctly, then it's um, it's going to be a great thing. Yeah, and another thing, they're actually saying they being Musk, uh, Elon Musk, and um, I don't know, I don't know if it's Tesla or another company that he has, you know, one another division or whatever. But they're working on something called MindLink, and he's talking about within the next like year to two years, that's going to be on the market. And basically, what that is is allows you to the intention of it is to allow you to connect to the internet through your mind and basically allow you to surf the web that way. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, see that? But, I don't uh, know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm skeptical on that one. I mean, I know we talk about like optical implants and stuff, but uh, brain implant? No, I, I don't think we're ready for that one yet. I think we got a lot to do on that because I'm worried about the reverse side of it. And when I say the reverse side of it, I'm worried about information and data can be transferred two ways. What's to stop that technology from being reversed? And by that, I mean... What's to stop that system from planting ideas in your head that you don't come up with? Now, you call me crazy, but that's a possibility that I think about. Yeah, that I'm not really sure. Legitimately, I'm not sure the, the process behind that and if that is indeed possible. Because if that, it, like you said, if that is possible and it is possible to implant, uh, then then you're looking at things like possible mind control and that sort of thing. And, and that is a terrifying concept that could very well be in the near future. But we've kind of talked about it before. Mind control doesn't necessarily mean they possess your body fully, you know, and and you have no control. Mind control can be something as simple as just changing your world perspective, just changing the way you perceive things. That's enough to control you to a degree. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned uh, Elon Musk there. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up, right? Six days, the crew dragon is is expected to uh, lift off, yes? Yes, uh, SpaceX uh, is uh-huh. scheduled to launch at 4.33 p.m. Wednesday, I believe. And uh, they're going to send the two astronauts to space. Uh, we, uh, The U.S. has not launched a space mission since 2011 with astronauts. So it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it'll be a big day. I'm actually I'm, looking I'm, forward I'm to this. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I am too. I'm looking forward to this because this, this is, I mean, this is huge. Why, why is this not being talked up like this? <laughs> 
you'd think this would be front page news everywhere. And it would be just like it was back in the space race of the, uh, you know, with the Soviets back in the 60s. But it's nowhere to be found. Like we have to dig for it uh, if we want to find it. So I, I don't like it. I mean, I, I like I like the fact that, that we're doing this. This is a, this is a great achievement. This is something that's that's a long time coming. And so why are we not hearing more about it? Why, why is this not being why, why is this not taking center stage away from all this Corona stuff? Right. Why are we not talking about this? Th- this is a monumental achievement that we're about to take. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, hysteria gets you more control and whatnot. So I, I kind of feel like that's 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 the reasoning behind it. But it reminds me of uh, do, you, do you remember the guy a couple of years ago that jumped out of that capsule at like, what was it, 80,000 feet or something? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. OK, uh, that was pretty cool. It was it was. But see, he broke a, a record in human history. And you'd mm-hmm. think it was almost a footnote on page 14 in a newspaper somewhere. That, that, see, that's my point, is when humans make an achievement like this that, that actually put a foot forward for the species as a whole, not just as a country, but as a whole, it's ignored. It's ignored because of regressives. My point is, is that we need to be focused on the foot forward for human civilization, not a foot backwards, not back into the dark ages. Right. Which is where these people would like to take us if they had the opportunity to do it, which they're trying desperately to do it. You can see the fight. You can see it. If you know where to look, you can see it. There's a fight to get the human civilization forward, moving us forward to the future, to the stars and beyond. You mentioned yesterday, Bruce, about uh, particles that NASA found in Antarctica that show a parallel universe where the laws of physics from our own uh, universe are reversed. And time moves backwards. Mm-hmm. What in the world? How would that even work? I, I don't even know what to say to that. But yeah, the, that, that one is that's, that one that's is a big crazy. story. Yeah, it's a, it's crazy, yeah. but it's a big story. It, my, my point is, is that like that's a that's an amazing find if that's indeed true. I mean, that's that's an amazing find. I'd like to see more data on it. You know, maybe I wouldn't even understand it, but I'd like to hear more about that because I'm intrigued. Right. As humans, we're intrigued by things like that. We're explorers. That That's what we want to do. Instead of just sit here and fight amongst ourselves. Am I am I sounding too progressive? Like, I, you know, real progressive? Am I sounding too progressive when it comes to this stuff? Honestly, the, the, this is where I wish we were, at least, you know, even even on the global stage, like as a human, as the human race. Right. This is something that we can all work towards. Explore the stars. Explore. We still haven't explored the majority of our oceans, even like we've explored five to six percent of the ocean. Like we have a lot of things we can explore. Why are we why are we fighting and bickering amongst ourselves? And it's like on top of that, we should be trying to push towards the stars anyway, because all it takes is one major catastrophe and the human race is done. You have an asteroid come in and smash into the planet. Guess what? We're done. That's it. That's all of us. We're not on any other planet. You know, if we were at least spread out among our solar system, if there was a catastrophic event and it annihilates the earth or makes it uninhabitable. Well, we're spread out elsewhere and the human race can continue. And I'm interested in ensuring the continuation of the human race. So let's go. Let's get to the stars. Let's colonize colonize these other planets and, uh, you know, find out technologies to propel us to stars within a lifetime or figure out ways to sustain human life and allow procreation on on a spaceship to send them to the stars. You know, I mean, yeah. Marty, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. You yeah, came in time. at a fascinating conversation and we were talking about I particles did. with the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't quite understand how that works with whoever's doing the research on these particles, but time is a man-made construct. We explain how things grow and decay through time, through the passage of time. Uh, and of course, in reality, the time is actually us moving away from the singularity, the point of the Big Bang. So as we move away from that point in an outer spiral arc, so we'd see that as time. I am not heavily involved in, but have written things about how people would achieve long-distance space travel to new star systems, new planets that might be capable of, of supporting life. This is for one of my hobbies. So the idea of stasis, the idea of uh, genetically modifying the human being, the concept of, of downloading your consciousness and storing it digitally so that it could transfer into a clone of yourself when you get to your destination. It's all science fiction 
at the moment, but we are getting closer and closer to the point where these kinds of things are becoming feasible, if not yet possible. Yeah. And we had talked there before you came in, which it's good to see, by the way. Uh, Thank you. We had uh, we had talked before you came in there. We were talking about artificial eyes, like these optical implants, and how it's a fantastic achievement if they can get it right. And essentially, I mean, we can cure blindness. We can cure macular degeneration. We can cure cataracts, all, all this. I mean, all, all of it, it, it would be gone. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be absolutely marvelous? That would be it a would wonderful be. thing to happen. It would be. Real quick, I could uh, explain a little bit about the uh, the Antarctic thing. Yeah, that'd be good. So a little bit on the the research that they were doing with the um, Antarctic, uh, I forget the actual name of the project. I don't remember. Did we save that article? I can't recall. I, I heard you talking about it. I didn't see it, but I heard about it again this morning. I heard someone else talking about it, about the, yeah. uh, the particles. And I thought, so maybe I maybe we needed to go back and touch on that again, because I, I, I think we just kind of it was probably my fault. We probably just glossed over it because we had things to cover. But I, yeah. yeah, go on. So uh, basically, the particles that are space, you know, the, that come from interstellar space or even our solar system, when they impact the Earth, the the lower energy ones will travel through the Earth, right? It'll it'll kind of like X-rays going through your body, more or less, right? They they, they travel through fairly well. Uh, these neutrinos. Now, the higher energy neutrinos can't. They impact the Earth, and that's it. They're done. Well, they found really dense ones that are high energy and they're not transitioning through the earth. They're coming out of like, they're almost like, it's almost like the earth's emitting them, but the earth can't emit them because there's no energy source strong enough to, to produce, produce these neutrinos with this much energy and at the, the, the density that it is. So the only way they could explain it was the, the, there must be an alternate dimension or, or a parallel universe or something where these neutrinos are seeping through. So they, they basically went through and tried to conclude any possibility. And when they ruled out all the other possibilities, the only one that they had left was a parallel dimension. And basically their, their, their idea is this dimension is uh, the physics are opposite of what we're, we're used to or, or, you know, heavily different at least. And the, the particles themselves appear to be moving backwards in time. So, yeah, it, it's really fascinating. Now you've explained it that way, I think, actually, from the scientist's perspective, uh, perspective, that's a bit of a reach. Yeah. If, there, if there's some big energy source and it's directional uh, and we're maintaining orbit with it, because we're talking about Antarctica, so stuff coming in, you know, energy coming in through the north, passing through the Earth. So it's coming in in a non-particulate waveform state of existence. But of course, as it passes through the Earth, through the core, through that magma, through any deposits uh, of rare metals that we might not even know about yet, and they come out the other side as these high-energy neutrinos. So they, they, they've changed from being a waveform to being particulate. That's just what's happening. It's it, how they get to. Yeah, I'm no expert. Who am I kidding? But to me, it's a bit of a leap to go from high energy neutrinos being detected in Antarctica to a parallel universe where time goes backwards. It, that's 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 more science fiction than the stuff I was just talking about. Yeah. So basically, the the device they have up there is is uh, scanning for the wavelengths that the neutrinos cause almost like uh, dropping a, a, a rock in a, in a still pond the the ripple effect is the the radio waves or whatever wavelength it is that's that's these neutrinos are causing they're not actually detecting the neutrinos themselves only the effect so they could easily be getting it wrong in the sense of the maybe the neutrino is high energy or high density but it's not you know I, I don't really know the whole science of it, but they're they're calling these tau neutrinos. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And T A U. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And that that's what they're calling these neutrinos. And I'd have to get into more detail and read the paper on it to really know what they're what they're talking about here. But the gist of it is they're surmising that these particles are too dense and moving too uh, with too much energy for them to have passed through the Earth. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, they're, they're making a lot of assumptions, and, and that's quite often the thing that's held science back is that we'll apply 
the laws of physics and there's physical theories and they try to get the results to fit the experiment rather than observe the results and make a, a hypothesis on that. They'll conduct an experiment. In, in this case, it will be using some form of detection equipment that can detect stuff at, at those kind of very, very, very ultra high frequencies and also a way of, of reading the energy rather than say, you know, and again, I'm not a scientist, but I am an engineer. To me, it sounds like that's energy passing through the earth and being modulated into another form mm-hmm. on its way out, as, as opposed to, you know, their suggestion, the leap that these particular scientists have gone to, which is, you know, it's a par- particles from a parallel universe, and their time moves backwards. That's straight out of, oh, what's the, the book series? The Golden Compass, with Lila Valacqua and, and Dust and the big armoured polar bear. That is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just doing some quick look on this, right? Neutrinos are really abundant. So you sitting there every second, you're being bombarded with a thousand trillion of them every second. So really, they're the least interactive uh, of the, um, uh, you know, quartz, photons, neutron, uh, uh, electrons. And so, so you mean the, the, the least reactive, yeah? Yeah, well, as, as in uh, the, they have no real effect or the no notice, noticeable yeah. effect. Yeah, they don't on, interact on, with anything. Right, right. Yeah, it's still very interesting. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I'm I'm sounding slightly slightly skeptical, but I'm not. You, you know, we it's it's incredibly interesting to find out that that these kind of phenomena are still being discovered. We think we know so much about our planet and how things work, but. Our scientists are discovering new things all the time, not yes, least of all exactly. deadly viruses. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just had to. You had to circle. You had to throw that in there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it was nice of you to stop in right here at the end, Marty. But we're going to go work on something else at the moment. That's been a fascinating conversation on that one, by the way, because that I'm really interested in this new tech, the step that we're taking to get into uh, to get into space finally, and the steps that we're taking as a species to actually move forward and try and get away from these these people that are trying to hold us back. So I'm I'm very happy that we're taking these steps. We're doing it out in the mainstream uh, and we're, we're going ahead with it. And it's being done the right way. It's not being done under government. It's being done under free market capitalism. So I'm happy to see that. But anyway, we're going to have to go. Now, we're going to start something new today. For those that we haven't really told yet, we've told some. Here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start... Should I just say it or should I should we just keep it the way it is? Hey, it's up to you, man. We've got another project we're getting started on and we're going to get started on it tonight. We're going to be talking about it in the coming coming days, coming weeks, somewhere along in there. And we'll make sure that uh, that everyone gets brought up to speed on it. We'll make sure that everyone gets told it's going to be something we're going to be doing off the side. We're, we're going to be um, talking to some other people that we haven't normally talked to before, some new voices, perhaps. Uh, and we're going to see uh, see where it goes. But we'll tell everybody about that in the coming days. So let's go and uh, let's go and give this a try. Bruce, thank you for your time today. I will see you tomorrow. Marty, I will see you. Don't know when, but I will, <laughs> I'll see you soon. <laughs> And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening, because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you, and we love freedom and independence, and together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.